It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Thursday, producer Steve. Uh, thankful Thursday. Thankful it's almost Friday. Although it's, oh, yes. it hasn't been a bad week. Don't let me don't let me uh, discolor what's uh, what the week has been like. Uh, and and the, how's that global warming working out for you, Steve? <laughs> uh, what did I just see? <laughs> two, two degrees on weather.gov? Hmm. Yeah, that's why they changed the name to climate change, because, uh, uh, and actually climate change is another name for weather. So let's just get that out there. So let's see here. Uh, st- check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at the upcoming essays and guests, or the the re- most recent essays, the upcoming guests. That goes out every Sunday. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force. Force versus freedom is something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. And my friends, it's not compassionate. Uh, they'll hide force behind compassionate and altruism. And it's not compassionate to take other people's stuff, their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or their lives via force. Force could be a weapon, policy. We're seeing that down at the state house right now. Unpredictable and excessive taxation. We're living through that. Fear, coercion, government-induced inflation. We're living through that. Or the World Economic Forum Davos Man, their global, globalist elite's agenda, that we're seeing that play out as well. Although shedding light on it, people are pushing back. I mean, we are in such a battle of ideas right now, Producer Steve. The good thing, I guess, is the fact that it's not just this country where you see that kind of pushback going on. We saw all kinds of protests and whatnot in Europe last year. And I can't, you know, once, you know, the winter months pass, we're going to see it again. Uh, yes. And so we are in this big, big battle right now that's going on, this battle of ideas. That's why it's important to understand what's going on. Uh, so first thing, though, I, I was looking at, we're going, so jam-packed show. We'll be talking with uh, Colorado Representative Rose Puglisi and then uh, thank you to Laramie Energy and Karis Oil and Gas for their sponsorship of the show. And we'll be talking with Bob Boswell. He is the CEO of Laramie Energy. My gosh, I've got some questions for him. I mean, first of all, what this draining of the strategic oil reserve, boy, that seems pretty dumb to me. So we'll talk with him about that. And of course, getting rid of gas stoves and gas-fired furnaces and uh, and apparently they're talking uh, down at the uh, Colorado State House about getting rid of your gas stove. Well, I guess I don't know yet that they'll come in and they'll take your gas stove while they're taking your firearm. But maybe they're headed towards that, Steve, here in Colorado. Did you say you were going to talk to Bob about the uh, strategic oil reserve? Yes. You know, I pulled up 
it's coincidental. Uh, I guess I was looking for something else. But I looked at the five-year uh, record of the price of oil, and you can plainly see, as of let's see, March of 2022. Uh, I think. The, the guy in the White House was so desperate to try to hold down the price of gasoline. That's when all this, you know. You mean right before the election? Is that what you're trying well, to say? Well, yeah, to get it under control leading up to November. So, I'm, and, you know, by darn if he wasn't successful, because you, if you look in and around, uh, let's see, early November, he got it down from like is a high of like hundred or $123 a barrel down to $80 a barrel. And obviously that has a direct result on what you're seeing at the pump. But um, I can't wait to, you know, I'm very interested to hear what Bob has to say about the, you know, the SPR. Uh, no, that's not right. Strategic Oil Reserve. Strategic Pol- uh, Petroleum Reserve, that is. So SPR, that's right. At any rate, hear what Bob's thoughts are on this because it, it's so, uh, what's your favorite word, antithetical to what the reason that the reserve exists in the first place. Right, exactly. So it's, uh, uh, I mean, this this Biden administration is getting getting America into a very dangerous position. And do you, the want, do you want to hear is, another little tidbit? Why I've got yeah. this graph up here? Let's see. Oh, February twenty eighteen, sixty one dollars a barrel, and then the low during the Trump years was. $28 a barrel, and then you swing over here to Biden coming into office, $65 a barrel, and then it scooted right up to well over 100 almost $130 a barrel. So you tell me, you know, on a swing that large, what's, what's going on? I know. I know it. And, uh, and, and the problem is, is there's all this danger right underneath the surface. Of course, we see it. We talk about it all the time. But... I think a lot of everyday people don't really understand the danger that we're in. So that's why we have to continue to do this show. And in the second hour, we'll talk with Dr. Mark McDonald, famous guy. Uh, he is the, the California doctor, the California psychiatrist that the California legislature, those PBIs, are trying to quiet his voice. He was also one of the instructors for Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's uh, IPAC-EDU classes in the fall semester. Uh, but we're going to talk with him in the second hour. So I, I was thinking about fear because uh, Dr. McDonald had written a book, The United States of Fear, during COVID. And so I thought about overcoming fear. And Darryl, uh, Dale Carnegie is a great one to quote on that. And Dale Carnegie was an American writer and lecturer and the developer of courses in self-improvement, salesmanship, corporate training, public speaking, and interpersonal skills. He was born into poverty on a farm in Missouri. And he was the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, a bestseller that remains popular today. And I guess regarding Missouri, if you're from Missouri, I guess you actually say Missouri. But uh, Missouri, so he's from Missouri. But I'm not from Missouri, so I guess I have to say Missouri. He was born in 1888. He died in 1955. And he said this, Steve. You're going to love this one. If you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. And that's marching orders for all of us, Producer Steve. I would have to agree with that because I find myself sitting around sometimes and the more you know, anxiety starts to build up and the more it does, you know, it's kind of... It just perpetuates itself. So get up and get busy. Yeah, you got to get up and get busy. Uh, that is uh, 
I mean, that's just life. You've got to get up and get busy sitting around on your duff. And maybe that's why the government has, uh, you know, the, the free money and sitting home, you know, locking down. I mean, just think about that. That's all people were doing was sitting around. And then the fear thing is, as, um, Trent Luce and I were talking yesterday about, guys, you open up your computer, the browser, it's this young person died, this person died, this person died, this person died. Now, Raquel Welch just died after a brief illness. And um, I've always just, she's just a a beautiful woman. And, uh, but she died yesterday. Were you aware of that, Steve? I heard it this morning uh, out here coming across 225. And they did this long lead up, uh, Raquel Welch, and did, 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 and after about five sentences about her, she died. It's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird about the way all this stuff is being reported. It just is just a little weird. So, again, the quote for the day from Dale Carnegie If you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it, go out and get busy. And so we've got a lot to do. A lot is happening down at the state house today, producer Steve. Uh, first of all, there's three different bills, I think, regarding life. There's the one that Stephanie Luck had, and I think there's one or two from Representative Scott Bottoms regarding life. Of course, Representative Luck, her her, um, her bill is that if, and there is not if, I guess, in Colorado, when there is abortion, I should say when there is abortion, because Colorado has one of the most radical abortion laws, policies in the world. I mean, as cruel as North Korea and China, uh, and that's Colorado is right there. But she said when there is an abortion, we know that the, the baby feels pain. We know that. And she said, at least from a humanity standpoint, administer a painkiller to the baby um, before the abortion. And so that's going to be a real interesting bill to hear. I mean, you'd almost think that anybody would be up for that, but maybe not. I I wasn't going to talk about this, and then I'm going to mention it. (laughs) I hear this name Chelsea Hammer all the time. And I was going through the daily... um, the Daily Wire last night, and they had referenced this video that she had done about the life of a single woman. She, I guess she's 47 years old. I guess she's had three abortions, and she it was basically highlighting uh, the things that she got to do um, because she did not have children. And one of them was she could put on her favorite pair of high heels and go to the grocery store because she was not going to be chasing children around in the grocery store. And I... I watched the video. I actually watched it twice and I, I was just, I was just kind of incredulous about how sad this was. She said she would fly off to Paris for a cup of coffee at her favorite restaurant. And it's like, well, well, you know, I, gosh, I, it was just really, really sad. I just, I really feel badly for her, Steve. Well, don't let it, her situation get you down too much. Realize who she is. I don't know what her claim to fame is, but she's obviously a person with no real skill or talent. So to keep her career going is to be as anti, uh, what did I say earlier in the pre-call? Not anti, yeah, certainly not. She's um, anti-child for sure. Well, yeah, but uh, just anything in ter- terms of society, just go the other direction, draw attention to yourself, and that's it. That's all she's got. 
Yeah, but it, it, I mean, I, it, it was sad. It was sad about just, I think, the shallowness of, uh, of the video of her life without children. Children are not easy. I will tell you, children are not easy. There's a commitment. Uh, they're, they're a blessing and a challenge, but that's, that's kind of how life is. No. Is life, if you really get, get into it, things that are blessings are many times challenges as well. So down at the state house, bless these, uh, uh, Colorado Republicans for bringing forward these, these things regarding life because we need to continue to have that conversation. And then the other thing super interesting, Steve, is the Senate Bill 101. Uh, Senate Bill 23101, which is getting rid of the assembly process and the caucus process and um, uh, allowing um, unaffiliateds to sign petitions to get candidates onto the primary ballot. It will gut, it will really gut the grassroots movement. Or it, I, let me put it this way. It is attempting to gut the grassroots movement here in Colorado. Uh, and this would be a big step towards it. I don't think the grassroots in Colorado are going away. And the grassroots are obviously all of us. We the people. That would be moderate Democrats, libertarians, Republicans, unaffiliateds, and conservatives that just want to live our lives and get government back in the proper role that it is supposed to be in. So anyway, that's supposed to be heard in what is nor- normally known as the Kill Committee, which is the uh, state Veterans and Military Affairs Committee. But I'm not so encouraged that's going to happen. I, I'm wondering if the Uniparty, big um, big money Republican consultants, and these radical Democrats have made a deal. So tomorrow we'll probably know, Steve. It's going to be really interesting. But they're attempting to gut the We the People grassroots movement here in Colorado. Oh, my. I don't know. I don't know what to say about things like that. The, you know, the deliberate erosion of, you know, our whole principle, our whole foundation of government, and they're out there aggressively trying to dismantle it. Right, 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 right. So a couple of things. Oh, I need to mention that this very bad bill, Senate Bill 23101, is being uh, proposed by Republicans, and that is Senator Barbara Kirkmeyer, Senator Bob Gardner, and Representative Mary Bradfield. And you have to ask why. So we will talk about that again tomorrow. Uh, coming in on the text line, it says Steve has a good point. If Biden can increase supply by releasing strategic oil reserves, then the price will go down and he can deflect the blame. Well, I think uh, both of you, the text person on the text line, and you are in the same same spot there, Steve, but it is so important that we understand these uh, these issues. And, and that is why I have these uh, really, really great sponsors. And one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan Insurance Team. And uh, they do all kinds of great work, great sponsors, new sponsors, relatively new sponsors of the show. And uh, the great thing about the Roger Mangan uh, State Farm Insurance Team is that they know that life can be challenging. And it's the Mangan's team mission to maxi- maximize your financial security as you manage the risks of everyday life. Call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855 for more information. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. 
Three Points Financial, a comprehensive, fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. What do Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and Nikola Tesla have in common? None of these men graduated from college, but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity. Scientist Dr. James Lyons Weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy, intellectually curious. IPAC EDU. Classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology, philosophy, analytics, health and wellness, political science, chemistry, regenerative science, and psychology. There is a spring 2023 course for you. Dash over to ipacedu.org, ipac-edu.org for more information and to register. That's ipac-edu.org. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station, bringing truth and clarity to these issues by looking at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force, mandate, coerce, manipulate any of those things. Uh, and uh, if you have to do that, it's probably a very bad idea because it can't stand on the merits of its its own idea. I'm thrilled to have on the line with me Rose Puglisi. She is down at the State House fighting the fight. She is one of our representatives. She's representing House District 14, and uh, she is proposing to get rid of the delivery fee. And what a great idea. Rose Puglisi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kim, for having me. Uh, boy, there's three things I'd really love to get rid of. First of all, this delivery fee, this uh, crazy cage-free chicken egg law, and of course the, the sack. I'd like to sack the bag fee too, uh, Rose Puglisi, but you're starting with this delivery fee. And it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. During COVID, so many things, people were having things delivered to their home. So the Colorado legislature and the governor decided to tax it, but they called it a fee, so they didn't have to go through the Tabor stuff. So tell us, how, how does it look about getting rid of this uh, this delivery fee, Rose Puglisi? Oh, well, it's really interesting. So the reason there are so many bad fees out there that we could get rid of, but the reason I started with this one is because when I was knocking doors all throughout the campaign, It was the number one issue that people complained about at the door. They said exactly what you said. During COVID, we got accustomed to having things delivered. We weren't allowed to leave our houses. And now they're taxing it. And um, all in the name of, you know, better roads, which I find to be very offensive because we do not have a revenue problem at the state of Colorado. 
we have a prioritization problem, which you and I have talked about in the past. Um, We should be prioritizing the state budget to conform with the proper role of government. And transportation and infrastructure is part of the proper role of government. And it should be funded within the general fund and not taxing people more. I don't care if you call it a fee or a tax. Um, You're taxing people more, especially at this time when inflation is so high. People are struggling. Gas tax is going to be increasing. And all of this was without voter approval. And they are frustrated and angry. That yes, the vo- voters are they're frustrated and angry, and I guess one of the positive things is is uh, people are having conversations about it. I was talking with someone yesterday about well, talking about the the crazy um, cage free chicken law that we have now, right. and and the price of eggs. I I know that the radical activist Democrats and Rose, I think we need to continue to make this point. The radical activist Democrats that are in power right now with the Democrat Party is not the Democrat Party of your mom and your dad. It's not the party of JFK. So we need to start to look at these issues, not through Democrat and Republican, but right versus wrong. You know, what's best for human flourishing, what's not? And taking more money out of people's pockets is not good for human flourishing, which is what this fee does, Rose. No, absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right. There are a couple of Democrats who have approached me and said, hey, will you take the time to get to know me? Because I think we're more aligned than you think. And um, I mean, it gives me a little bit of hope, especially with our Republican numbers um, being so low in the House. But it it does give me some hope that maybe there's some reason and sensibility. Um, We also I mean, I'm hoping that people will really show up on this issue, because when I talk to the governor, he always says, well, Rose, I have a mandate. He has a mandate from this election. And I say, Governor, I have a mandate, too. Um, But we, we need to show them that the mandate for Democrats who are now completely in power is to bring reasonableness and sensibility and affordability back to Colorado. And I think this um, this discussion around the retail delivery fee is, is a great way to open that door and have that conversation. I think that is just great. So tell, tell me, where is this at in the process uh, and how can people uh, weigh in? Because this is one thing, Rose, that I've learned is that uh, the radical activist Democrats really don't respect uh, citizens when they come down to testify they may drag it out they may there may be a, a, a bill that people want to talk about and they'll put it later in the committee meeting um, they might take a break uh, you know and people find babysitters take time off from work and then and and they don't make it easy to do that but now people can they can weigh in with written testimony and a variety of things so how can people help on this Absolutely. So where it is in the process, I was actually pleasantly surprised that we will actually have a conversation around this. Um, Normally, bills that um, the party in power does not like goes to what we call the kill committee. Um, It did not. It went to local government and transportation where it belongs, which um, means at least that we're going to have a good conversation around it. Um, It is up on Tuesday, the 21st, um, starting at 1.30. We will be the last bill. So I don't know how many bills they have. I can get more of that information down, um, down to you as it gets closer. But like you said, People now, you know, when I first started testifying before the legislature years ago, you could only do it in person and you would have to wait until two o'clock in the morning and to testify on bills that that you felt very passionately about. 
Um, now you have the option of coming in person, which obviously we appreciate. Love seeing conservative faces at the Capitol. Um, but you can also do written testimony, remote testimony, and I'll be sending you, um, and I have a call to action to my constituents to show up on this. Um, we we will have links to how, how you do remote testimony, how you um, sign up, how you'll get the link. So we'll, we'll get all of that to you so that you can share it with your listeners, um, and I will be sending it out as well. And I really think I had a conservative moms group that I met with the other day, and, you know, they were saying the same thing. Like, it, does it pay to show up? Um, I've got to find babysitters. It's difficult. And I said it is absolutely important that we get our voices on the record, because if all they hear is the other side, then they do have a mandate, and we're not showing up. And we need to have a good record for whatever it is we do going forward as Republicans. Okay. And Rose, let's, if you can, um, because I did some written testimony on that In God We Trust bill just recently, and um, yeah. refresh my memory, and maybe I can explain it to people now, how people can do that on the website. Um, or may, I guess maybe we can talk about it a little bit later, because I'm, I'm trying to remember how to do it, and now I can't. Sure. Well, and if you have written testimony, um, you know, obviously I'm going to get all of my information out to you. Uh, I know you already have it, but so that you can get out to your listeners and, um, you know, you can send it directly to me. I will make sure it gets to the committee. Um, I do think there's the ability when we send out the link for remote testimony, I think there is a portion that talks about written testimony and how to do that as well. Um, But regardless, you know, reach out um, if you want to participate and we will make sure we get you to the appropriate person. Okay. And how can people reach you, Rose Puglisi? Um, they can email me. It's just representative rose at gmail.com and I can get you all the information. Um, you can sign up on my website, which is roseforcolorado.com and we'll make sure that we get you on our email list. But really, we want to make sure we get these alerts out and that people, um, you know, all we have right now that we can really rely on and depend on is our grassroots network. So I'm just so appreciative to all the people who have already reached out wanting to help on this issue and people like you, Kim, who are helping me get the word out. So I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I really, I really appreciate, it. and that is one of my goals. As as you probably you may know or may not, but um, yeah, no, Rose, you did because you reached out, and we want to talk about one of the other bills out there. Is I'm the new uh, president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers, and and one of the things I it's like we don't need any more laws. I mean, we need to start to be walking these things back. <laughs> so with what you're doing with this is uh, so important. So last week on Friday afternoon, it posts all the bills for hearings for the next week. And I open up the the website. There were 88 bills that were scheduled for hearings this week. And it's like, this is not governing. There's no way people can be reading all this stuff. Our representatives reading all this stuff. This is, um, this is an agenda that is being pushed forward. So good for you for working to start to walk back some of these very bad pieces of legislation that have been passed by the legislature and signed by the governor. So congratulations to you on that. And again, uh, your your uh, contact information one more time, Rose. Thank you, Kim. It's representativerose at gmail.com. Representativerose at gmail.com. Rose Puglisi, good luck and keep up the good work. Oh, thank you, Kim. Thank you for all your listeners for hearing me out. 
Okay. And uh, you get to hear all of this important information because of great sponsors. And I ended up talking with Matt Dark yesterday. Uh, it was Pancake Breakfast Day. Steve is just an amazing, producer Steve is an amazing pancake maker. Uh, so anyway, it was really fun to get to sit around and talk with a number of our our um, you know, people here at Crawford Broadcasting and uh, Matt Dark after his show. He and I had this long conversation just about what's happening in Colorado. And Matt is with Roots Medical. Roots Medical is a great sponsor of the Kim Munson Show. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in home ownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We are clearly an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. It is the charity that I have really wrapped my arms around. And uh, because of all the work that I do with veterans through America's Veterans Story Show, which uh, will broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m., and we recorded yesterday with Charles Cram. He was a young kid. He was a Navy medic uh, or Navy corpsman at the Battle of Iwo Jima. And his recall, he's going to be turning 97 next month, his recall of... Everything is just amazing. You will not want to miss that. And that is this uh, Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, and it is important that we hear these stories and archive these stories, broadcast these stories of those that have been willing to give their lives or have given their lives for for our freedom, our liberty. And uh, a great thing to do is help the USMC Memorial Foundation as they are raising money for the Marine Memorial remodel out at Sixth and Colfax. And you can help them out at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Today's show is brought to you by uh, Laramie Energy as well as Karis Oil & Gas. 
And my friends, we are now seeing that reliable, efficient, affordable, and abundant energy. We've taken it for granted, powering our lives. You heard this spot uh, in this um, last break regarding prices of just heating our homes. And people are starting to pay attention. So I wanted to talk with Bob Boswell about that. Bob Boswell, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Thank you. Great to have you. First question, producer Steve and I wanted to ask you was uh, in the headlines again, Biden is selling um, uh, uh, fuel out of our strategic oil reserves, so oil out of our strategic oil reserves, which seems like a really dumb move because the strategic oil reserves is kind of like our rainy day fund. What do you think about that, Bob? Well, the... Strategic Petroleum Reserves was put in in the 70s uh, as a result of the Arab oil embargo. Uh, When OPEC was formed, the Middle Eastern countries formed together as a cartel to manage production and, frankly, manage prices. Uh, We had an embargo where they quit supplying oil directly to us. It uh, caused prices to spike and, and and as that event, the uh, government decided to put in a strategic petroleum reserve, which was supposed to, is supposed to be used in emergency situations. We've seen what's happened in Europe as you know Russia cut back gas supplies to Europe. They didn't have a strategic gas reserve. <clears throat> they didn't have storage of such that they could uh, effectively offset that for a period of time. Uh, the strategic petroleum reserve was never meant to be used as an economic tool. And what the Biden administration has done is tried to use those reserves and pull down a substantial portion of those reserves to try to mitigate price increases on the um, national and global level uh, from uh, this uh, actions of both uh, the cartel, the limitations they're putting on oil production, uh, and as well as what Russia's done <clears throat> in terms of their production. So it's being misused. Uh, we're, we, on the other hand, have had uh, President Biden, his first initiative was to cut the Keystone uh, pipeline out, uh, which uh, was bringing oil <clears throat> and was going to bring more oil from Canada into the U.S., but he stopped that. So it's uh, almost as if, he, if he's uh, shooting himself in the foot uh, <laughs> At every time. Shooting us in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Well, us too. Well, you know, I hadn't thought about this. And thank you for connecting that dot to this public policy. And when Biden became president, we were actually um, energy independent at that time, which was a, a great accomplishment for the United States of America. And it's just crazyville that uh, the Biden policies are making us dependent on the bad guys, um, making it difficult for our oil and gas producers to explore and develop what we have right here in the ground. We're, we're sitting on being energy independent. We're sitting on, uh, again, having lower prices at the gas pump, lower prices to heat our homes and they're doing everything to make it more expensive. And then, again, this this draining down of our rainy day fund in case something, you know, difficult happens is um, it's not just incompetence. It's I think it's by design. And I'm just scratching my head on this, Bob. Well, it does make you think there's a global cabal. And it's, I, if it is if there is one, it's the World Economic Forum. 
and where they're wanting wanting to concentrate. Uh, they went through great reset. They're wanting to concentrate uh, power in governments. And what we've seen the Biden administration do in energy, which is what I'm closest to, is put in some 125 different uh, policies are <clears throat> in the process of implementing these policies, which go against the, the uh, production of our own natural resources and is making us dependent on foreign sources and increasing uh, our security risk. Uh, we uh, have, you know, federal lands in the West, Colorado in particular, where about 70% of the lands are federal. Uh, the first, one of the other first things Biden did is to stop leasing at federal lands. Well, that was not, <clears throat> he was sued on that, had to reverse and began leasing lands, but at a very small number of acres compared to uh, numbers that were uh, leased during the Obama administration and the Trump administration. So another thwarting of our own development, our natural resources. I agree. It makes no sense. And one has to wonder what is behind these motives uh, and who is really directing them and what what uh, what end objective they have. It's certainly not for national security. It's certainly not for lower energy prices. So what is the goal? They right. as though it <clears throat> relates to climate change. Frankly, uh, they try to characterize it as a climate crisis. We don't have a climate crisis. Uh, it's true that uh, CO2 has risen and that the temperatures have risen by a, about a, one degree over the 100 years. But CO2 is like air and water. It's necessary. It's called photosynthesis. It's what helps our plants grow. Uh, and, is, uh, and we've had uh, CO2 as high as 1,000 parts per million, and that was when the Earth was at its greenest. Right now we're at about 400. And complicate that with the fact that we've gone – you know, doubled the population of the globe to almost 8 billion people. We need CO2. We need fertilizers, 70% of which comes from methane, to feed this earth. Um, yet those types of figures seem to fall by the wayside when you look at the uh, rhetoric of the World Economic Forum and, unfortunately, our current administration. Well, and, Bob, you make a really good point, and that mm. is that CO2 – is plant food. And uh, I think that I sent over the preliminary, as I, I think you know, I'm involved with the documentary. It's a, a climate conversation, which is going to be rolled out next week uh, in Orlando at the Heartland Institute's <clears throat> big meeting. And Gregory Wrightstone with the CO2 Coalition is one of the guests in the do- uh, documentary. And he explains this. He said, when the earth is warmer, people thrive and flourish. And I mean, just take a look at what's happening right now. It's seven degrees uh, at the beginning of the morning here. And people, when it's really cold out, they, you know, tend to hunker down that you can't be quite as productive. You can, you don't, I mean, it it's, takes more effort uh, to be outside, to be doing things. Whereas when the, the earth is warmer, plants, uh, thrive and flourish. Gregory even made the point that um, when it's warmer, plants don't require as much water to uh, to thrive and grow. And uh, so it's going to be a really interesting documentary. So you have to wonder about this agenda that is trying to basically demonize plant food. And plant food is good for animals that that people eat. It's good for plants that people eat and it does seem like this, this kind of this assault on everyday people i mean it's it's a real it's almost unbelievable bob boswell 
It is unbelievable. Uh, it's backward policy, uh, and I think it's aimed at just political power. And you can see where the climate activists are. You know, they label carbon as a uh, as a pollutant. Uh, well, anything organic is made of carbon. Carbon's not a pollutant. CO2 is not a pollutant. You Would you eliminate air and water? No. Why would you eliminate CO2? And I think most people don't understand that it's not it's not asymptotic uh, or it's not linear, it's asymptotic, and that the temperature can only rise so much uh, with the increases of CO2. Um, and that CO2 is good. Uh, it's nature's natural fertilizer. So uh, you have to wonder about these policies. You have to wonder about these activists from the left who call uh, CO2 uh, and carbon a pollutant who say we're in a climate crisis when we aren't, and they foster this rhetoric of fear that's being amplified, unfortunately, by our current administration uh, to create fear in people's hearts. Yeah, and that's not leadership when that occurs. And I continue to want to make the point that this, particularly here in Colorado, the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party here in Colorado are not, this is not the Democrat Party of your mom and your dad. This is not the Democrat Party of JFK. This is a radical activist that are putting forward policies that are not good for everyday people. And that's why for uh, many years we've had this show about health and hydrocarbons, how hydrocarbons um, help everyday people. We have the opportunity to thrive and flourish. And there are those that say, and you mentioned this, Bob, that there's um, population has grown significantly on Earth. But with creativity and innovation, we can continue to help people thrive and flourish. Human flourishing should be, I think, our ultimate goal as we're looking at these public policies, Bob Boswell. Well, that's exactly right. I think a lot of our policies are misguided. Uh, currently, uh, there's a political agenda there. Our own governor, who has you know, said we're going to be all renewables by, I think it was 2040. Well, that's not realistic. Um, and the cost of doing that uh, and the cost to uh, uh, not only the consumer but uh, to the landscape as we try to use these uh, so-called renewables, which aren't renewables, solar panels, most of which are made in China, um, don't uh, they wear out, they burn out. Um, the wind turbines, uh, they have 12-year lives. Generally, they have to replace. Uh, a lot of the lithium comes from uh, Africa and China. So these uh, – and they're uh, – limiting our ability to mine these types of minerals uh, in the United States. So it's uh, it's backward policy. Its aim is difficult to understand. And hopefully I, people will begin to realize what's happening and <clears throat> they'll, they'll demand a change. Well, and that's why we do the show, Bob, is to bring truth and clarity to these issues. And it's great sponsors like Laramie Energy and Carousel and Gas that make this show happen, as well as Lauren Levy, who is an expert in the mortgage arena. He works with a number of different uh, lenders, and he has just been a great sponsor of the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories for many years. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. 
Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment Environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at our upcoming guests and our most recent essays. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And I know that you all love this new text line that we have, 720-605-0647. And uh, on the line with me is Bob Boswell. He is CEO of Laramie Energy. And thank you to Laramie Energy and Caris Oil and Gas for their sponsorship of this show. Uh, we are seeing firsthand how reliable, efficient, abundant, and affordable energy has been. We've taken it for granted to power our lives. But we're seeing from public policy uh, through this Biden administration uh, that uh, prices are increasing. I can't believe he's uh, draining the strategic oil reserve. Um, but Bob Boswell, this text mess, this text line we have again, seven two zero six zero five zero six four seven. This came in uh, it says, "I hope Bob Boswell doesn't blame Russia for high gas prices. The West did this to ourselves." And I think it's important to connect the dot. The narrative for Western Europe and the UK is they've become dependent on Russia. Um, and here in America, it's been public policy. So just address that, please, Bob Boswell. Well, I, I think, you know, if we're talking about natural gas as opposed to gasoline, uh, natural gas is more of an indigenous commodity. And what we've had in the United States uh, with the Biden administration in particular is increased regulations, uh, increased taxes, uh, limiting access to federal lands for development uh, and general vilification of our industry. Uh, and it's put our industry in a position where we are reinvesting at a rate that more or less uh, keeps uh, uh, production uh, at a smaller growth rate than we would if we didn't have these increased costs. Uh, we're seeing it you know, in Colorado right now with financial assurance. It's a belt and suspenders. It's an additional tax. You know, I said before, the more you regulate something, the more you tax it, the less you get of it. Right. <laughs> Most You know, definitely. another factor so, uh, that people I don't think fully realize, and I mentioned the limitations on mining, and it takes 10 years to get permits. We aren't developing our own resources. I don't know that we've had a refinery built in the United States since the 70s. Difficult to get them um, permitted. They're expensive to build. And the variations in regulations and, uh, has really um, 
uh, inhibited the development of even uh, refining capacity in the U.S. Most of our refineries are old. (laughs) They are. And speaking of that, isn't the Suncor refinery, there was a fire there, and this has been so curious. We talked with Trent Luce yesterday. This, these train derailments and fires at uh, food production facilities, and uh, I think there's been a couple of fires at refineries which had shut down the Suncor facility here in Colorado. Where's Where's that at? Do you happen to know, Bob? You know, I don't. I've heard that there was a a, a partial startup uh, uh, that's going to be, uh, I think, conducted uh, in April. I don't know if that's right, though. I've just, okay. I haven't seen anything specific on that, Kim, but it takes time uh, to repair these oh, refineries yeah. and, and uh, you know, the derailments, everything else. They have, our uh, government regulations are uh, making uh, repair and maintenance more expensive. And that's one of the elements that is uh, affecting uh, our refineries and our rails. And, you know, that's one of the things when people, they uh, look to regulators, they think that um, regulations make things safer or easier. It's really not. It's really been about control. But I I wanted to move over. I had blown through. We normally do a a bill of the day and got on other conversations. Um, But I think it's, it's appropriate to ask you this now because... The everyday people are being their their energy choices are really being assaulted in many different ways, and uh, this House Bill twenty three eleven thirty four would require electric options in home warranties. And I find it so interesting that there's the force word with a word that I like, which is more of a freedom word. So require is your force word. Options is um, more of a freedom word, but this is uh, prime sponsors are Representative Junie Joseph, Representative Kathy Cook, uh, Kip, excuse me, and Senator Lisa Cutter. And it says it's going to concern mandatory, again, there's your force word, provisions in home warranty service contracts and in connection there with requiring a home warranty service contract to include terms allowing a homeowner to replace any of its certain gas fuel devices, such as that gas uh, fuel stove that is under a salt or probably your furnace with a device that operates on electricity or to receive an amount that is equivalent to the retail cash value of the gas fuel device. So there's all these things, these laws that are being proposed and passed that, um, that are making it more and more difficult for, I'd say our energy freedom. We don't need a law for this. Let, we don't need those words mandatory and require. Let people make free choices on this and, and get the government out of this so that they can make really honest free choices about their energy options, what they want to buy, lower the price of fuel to heat our homes, all those things. But again, there's just these little death almost by a thousand cuts towards, um, I'd say, energy independence for individuals, uh, Bob Boswell. Well, I think you're seeing things like this, um, and what it will result in is higher costs for the consumer. Um, you know, for someone to change from, uh, you know, gas-fired heating to uh, purely electric is a complete new housing, you know, complete new system. Uh, just, you know, the, it's been advocated that gas stoves be eliminated, which is uh, silly in that there's hardly any uh, effect from that. There have been papers written to the contrary, which have been discredited. Uh, these sorts of things, uh, again, are government trying to encroach and enforce on people's choices. Uh, and, I, you know, I think it's going to be expensive. 
Uh, it's wrong. The conversions are costly. Uh, and uh, it shouldn't be something that the government mandates. There should be your own free choice. Well, absolutely. Bob, as you're out there talking with people about public policy on this, are you encouraged that more and more people are are becoming informed? Or where are you at on the, on that spectrum? Well, I'm uh, frankly concerned. I I don't think we have a, a a recognition yet. I think as these higher prices have start to uh, impact people that there is a recognition and a question of what's going on here. Uh, but I don't know that, you know, if we look at uh, what the left is doing and you have the billionaires uh, like Bloomberg and Soros uh, underwriting uh, some of these uh, policies, uh, we have the Society of Environmental Scientists who are coming out and they're going to try and and stop disinformation. Well, they are the big, one of the biggest providers of dis- disinformation. What they're right. trying to do is suppress the truth, and they have these backing and these billionaires. And we, as a community, um, don't have that in place. I mean, if you think back about the Gang of Four in Colorado, which Polis was part of, and how they organized to take over the uh, you know the government of Colorado, uh, that the Democrats are doing that at the national level. And they're very effective, uh, frankly, because they they organize and are using the media, and the media uh, is echoing what you know these people are proclaiming and uh, these organizations, uh, which get the media attention. And if you try to re- you know rebut that, um, you're often silenced or it's not picked up. Uh, so it's a it's a real concern. And I mean. We're fortunate that we have people such as you, Kim, who work to get this information out to people. We just need to do it on a much broader scale. Well, we're working on that, uh, obviously, and uh, there are more and more voices out there. And uh, as as people, I think, start to feel the hurt uh, and then we connect the dots for them, I think that that uh, that's really, really important. And I, I do appreciate your sponsorship of the show because we are an independent voice on an independent station, really taking on the hard issues. And so I greatly appreciate that. And we're watching what's happening happening down at the state house uh, as well. And uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of naughty stuff here. There's just uh, this came in on the text message because uh, we had uh, Rose Puglisi. Uh, representative on in the second segment and she said the governor said well I have a mandate and the question this is a great question it says is it still a mandate if it's not the proper role of government and it's not uh, we got to keep government in that proper role Bob Boswell I so appreciate uh, you know all the expertise that you bring to the the show as well as your sponsorship and we'll look forward to talking to you next month again thanks Kim and again, that's Bob Boswell with Laramie Energy, a great sponsor of the show, as well as Karis Oil and Gas, to talk about our energy freedom. It is, uh, we realize that affordable, abundant, reliable, and efficient energy, we've taken it for granted. It's under assault, and that is why we need to be shedding light on what is happening with that, particularly down at the state house, but also on the local level as well. And uh, Dale Carnegie is our quote for the end of the show. He said, you can conquer almost any fear if you will only make up your mind to do so. 
For remember, fear doesn't exist anywhere except in the mind. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. It's the Kim Monson Show, analyzing the most important stories. I find that it takes work to get your brain around these ideas, and it takes work to engage in these conversations. The latest in politics and world affairs. With what is happening down at the State House, I used to think that it was above my pay grade to read the legislation, and it's not. Today's current opinions and ideas. I see big danger in as much as we will be giving an unelected bureaucrat the power to make rules about what we inject into our body. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation. Welcome to hour number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today's Drive for Excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body, my friends. We were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That's producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. It is a happy Thursday to you, producer Steve. Thankful Thursday, let's call it that. And there, there, and there's much to be thankful for to be able to get up every day to engage in this battle of ideas we have much to be grateful for for sure show comes to you because of a lot of great sponsors and one of those is hooters restaurants uh they have five locations that's loveland aurora westminster lone tree and colorado springs and uh, great specials i do love their fish and chips uh, but specials uh, lunch specials monday through friday as well as happy hour specials monday through friday and uh, sponsors they're sponsors of both the kim munson show and america's veteran stories and oh my gosh what a great interview we have again this week, uh, 3 to 4 p.m. on America's Veterans Story Show, Charles Cram, he was a Navy corpsman, the Battle of Iwo Jima, and it's his recall, he's going to be 97 next month, his recall of everything is just amazing, and again, thank you to Hooters Restaurants for their great sponsorship of the show. Um, just um, really a, an important interview on that as well. Uh, wanting to run through, oh, our quote for today. I got to get to that. Uh, and because we'll be talking with Dr. Mark McDonald, he is a psychiatrist in California, and he is the doctor that uh, the PBIs in California are trying to shut his voice down. Uh, and he wrote a book during COVID, and it was The United States of Fear. And we'll be talking with him about that. Uh, he's uh, the title is actual title is United States of Fear: How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. So you will not want to miss that. He is our featured guest in this particular hour, and so that is why I went to. I was looking for quotes about being fearless because I was thinking of Dr. Mark McDonald, and uh, found this quote from Dale Carnegie. Uh, and Dale Carnegie was an American writer and lecturer and the developer of courses in self-improvement, salesmanship, corporate training, public speaking, and interpersonal skills. Born into poverty on a farm in Missouri, he was the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is a bestseller that remains popular today. He was born in 1888. He died in 1955. 
And he said this, he said, if you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. Or I might say, if you want to conquer fear, don't sit in front of your computer or your phone and go through social media and get more and more fearful. Uh, go out and get busy. How's that, Steve? I'm sorry. I was talking to Karen. You were talking to Karen. Never mind. Well, I want to talk to Karen, too. And that is Karen Levine. She is an award-winning realtor with REMAX Alliance. Uh, great friend of mine for many years. Great sponsor of the show uh, for many years, as well as America's Veterans Stories. And I want to find out what's happening with the with the market out there. She and Lauren are going to be in studio next week, which will be great. Karen Levine, welcome to the show. Well, good morning, Kim. How are things? Well, the global how's that global warming wor- working out for you today? Well, it's a little brisk out there, I think. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just <laughs> a little cold out there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is the uh, housing market, is it cool or is it hot or where are we at on that? The housing uh, market is, is active and exciting and um, I think a little unexpected because... All the economists and all the predictions for 2023 were that we, were, we weren't going to see the activity we saw in 2022, and yet we're seeing great activity. Um, we are seeing multiple offers. We are seeing appraisal gaps coming back. Oh, dear. Um, it's <laughs> Should crazy. I say, oh, dear, on that? Yes, yeah. you can. But these interesting um, and what have I been saying um, since we started this journey? Uh, we have not enough inventory. And, and that's because of public policy. Yes, and, and it's interesting thinking about the wonderful interest rates that many people were able to acquire when they were artificially held down um, is causing people not to want to move. Right. Because so the velocity of housing is um, is that does slow it down. It yeah. does. It does. But I have a wonderful new listing in Aurora. Um, we would consider it very affordably priced because it's under five hundred thousand, and it's getting great activity. And if any of your listeners are looking for a great house in Aurora, this is one they don't want to pass by. Okay. And that's a new listing, and yeah, there's that. I mean, it's a, probably a great spot, maybe for young people if, if they've been trying to get into owning a home. This could possibly be a great opportunity there. Yes, and it's you know, it's a three bedroom, two and a half bath, two car garage, has views of the mountains from the upstairs um, bedroom uh, study, and um, very well cared for. Exterior was painted here this fall. And um, so there are some great houses out there, and um, they're having conversations about why are some houses have been on the market 30, 40, 50 days. Um, In most cases, those houses have not been prepared properly to come to the marketplace, and buyers are looking for things that are well cared for and show um, pride of ownership. You know, people who cared about their home, built their families there, used it as a stepping stone for their next house. Um, so we're wanting um, any inventory is necessary for this market, but the ones that are prepared and priced well um, are seeing great activity. 
Well, and that's, and Karen, you can help people if they're buying a home, selling a home, or looking at a new build. But you have a lot of different connections as you're as people are getting their houses ready to sell. And I know there's there's people that's moving out of Colorado uh, to I'm going to say a more affordable markets. And again, when I talk when we talk about housing affordability, and of course this is going to be a real big political um, conversation now about um, making housing or, or, or affordable housing. Affordable housing, when politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties are talking about it, they're talking about government getting involved and it's subsidized housing. That's not affordable housing. Getting government out of out of the way is um, is the way to make this more affordable. In fact, Karen, you and I had talked. I, I said I, I want to try to figure out what the cost of rules and regulations and uh, uh, you know are in regarding uh, housing. And so I did find that the National Association of Realtors, as well as the National Home Builders Association, did a study, and they said at least twenty three, almost twenty four percent of the cost of a new home is because of rules and regulations. And then the National Multifamily um, Building Council said that on multifamily um, uh, projects that 40% of the cost of that is due to rules and regulations of the government. If we want to get serious about making housing affordable, it doesn't make a rock, take a rocket scientist to figure out we need to re- reduce these rules and regulations and taxes, Karen. Exactly, Kim. And I think one thing that concerns me is when you quote the multifamily um, statistic, that multifamily statistic is not ownership units. That is rental units. And so um, we wonder why the cost of rents is going up. And if the government is involved in anything as far as subsidizing, the government is highly involved in um, producing more rental housing. And they give grants and they give incentives to developers um, to bring out more rental housing units, but they have not done that in the um, condominium, uh, that part of the ownership market. And the conversation we've been having, we, the local realtor organization with the mayoral candidates is, you know, what does, what does your vision look like? And the biggest conversation we've had with those candidates is the planning department in Denver is six months to a year and a half out, which costs developers um, time. Maybe for approvals in the approval process. Get through their approval process. And so then units aren't getting out of the market, getting out into the market in a timely fashion. And when they do, what was affordable becomes non-affordable. Right. And again, this government, it's government. And, and so we could solve housing affordability by reducing rules, regulations, and taxes. But then what happens is that these PBIs lose their control and their power over, you know, over this particular industry. And mm-hmm. the affordable housing industry, I'm going to call it the affordable housing industrial complex, as well as the homelessness industrial complex, uh, there's big money in both of those arenas for PBIs. And so if they solve the problem, then that big money gravy train that they're um, milking goes away. And so we're not going to see these problems solved until we address that, Karen Levine. 
Yes, I think that's super important. What's curious, too, is in these conversations with these candidates is the fact that money is not the issue in our um, homelessness (laughs) population, that there's plenty of funding out there. It's just been the execution and how to address, you know, that situation um, to get shelter um, to these people. And there are actually... Um, quite a few beds that are just going unused. Mm-hmm. But again, if we solve the homeless uh, um, problem, then uh, the gravy train of, of money of people that are living off the misery of these people would go mm-hmm. away. And it's yeah. it's tragic and it's heartbreaking. So Karen Levian, if people want to buy a home, if they want to sell their home, they're looking at a new build, what is the best way for people to reach you? The best way to reach me is give me a call at 303 877 7516 and um, I am happy to take your call answer your questions and help you on your journey um, that revol- that involves real estate and again that's Karen Levine at 303-877-7516 Karen Levine thank you so much and again thank you for your great uh, partnership sponsorship of the show my pleasure Kim and we'll talk tomorrow or talk next week Right. You and Lauren are going to be in studio, so that'll be fun. So we'll see you next week. See you Absolutely. And another great sponsor of the show is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team, and they can create a personalized insurance plan to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team at now at 303-795-8855. That's 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, the Roger Mangan's team is there. This is called service. You hooked me up with auto and renters. Props to my insurance mentor. You made it easy to cover my bed in a box and my extensive collection of cuckoo clocks. You know, I find it kind of funny that you also saved me money. You've got that good neighbor charm. Give it up for State Farm. There are always opportunities in changing markets, and the metro real estate market is no exception. That's why you need to work with seasoned REMAX Alliance realtor Karen Levine when you buy your home, sell your home, consider opportunities of a new build, or explore investment properties. Rising interest rates are spurring creativity, innovation, and opportunity in the real estate and mortgage markets. Kim Monson highly recommends award-winning REMAX realtor Karen Levine. Call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate questions. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can uh, email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. On the line with me is Dr. Mark McDonald. I'm absolutely thrilled to have him on. He was an instructor of a class that I had taken through IPAC-EDU, which is Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's brainchild to help uh, offer options for the intellectually curious 
to learn about these important issues that are that we're facing. And uh, Dr. McDonald is uh, he's really one of those that's in the crosshairs of the PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats and interest of parties in California about trying to shut down his voice. And he's written a very important book, The United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. Dr. McDonald, welcome to the show. Hi, Kim. Great to be on. Thank you for that lovely introduction. And thank you for participating in my IPAC course on how not to be fooled. And the great thing about it is I ended up having some conflicts on the the time of the the class. And so once you sign up for a class, you can actually, you receive links if you've missed the class so that you can go back. Uh, the problem with that, though, is is I really felt that there were the class, the the people taking the class were really connecting as well. So it wasn't just people sitting there and watching on their computer. There was also this interactive time with you and the other students, which I think is just really, really a great thing. I love Q&A. And when I first started this public face of my work, which began in you know, probably April or May of 2020, and it wasn't by my choice, I was kind of pulled into it. What I really enjoyed the most and still do about that is being able to take questions from audience members when I'm speaking publicly or if I'm in an online conference, people who from their computers and have a back and forth with them because that's what I find most engaging. I just did it actually a couple nights ago where we recorded a interview with uh, Dr. Ryan Cole from Idaho on our own podcast, Dr. Jeff Barkey and my podcast, Informed to Descent, and we spent an entire hour after the camera shut down, just talking about some new upcoming ideas and thoughts on how to bring people together in this country to um, to push back against some of the craziness. And I wrote down a lot of ideas, and they actually showed up in my Substack uh, this morning, or will, I guess, in about an hour when it, uh, when it goes online. So it's a really fertile way for me, at least in my experience, to not just bring people together, but from a selfish point of view, to, to get new ideas and new information that I can then re-disseminate out there through other paths. Okay, so Dr. McDonald, how can let's make sure people can know how to get to your podcast and also to your Substack. Uh, so how how do they do that? The easiest way for anything <laughs> in writing, Kim, is is just to go right to dissidentmd.com. Dissidentmd.com. On that site, I have links to both my books. The first one, which you mentioned, United States of Fear, and then my more recent book that came out late 2022, Freedom from Fear, as well as my Substack, which is also called Dissident MD, and my Twitter and Facebook links. If you want to actually listen or watch me and Dr. Jeff Barkey interview Peter McCullough and uh, Dr. Dr. Dennis Prager, <laughs> that's a funny <laughs> flip, Dennis Prager, Dr. Ryan Cole, and Judy Mikevitz and others, uh, you can go to our podcast, which is at informeddissentmedia.com or just type in informed dissent on any podcast source and you'll have it pop up, Apple, Rumble, anything like that. Okay. So let's talk about you and California. Um, I was watching some legislation oh that my. was going through <laughs> California, and uh, they are trying to shut down your voice. Where Where is that at now? Well, I, you know, I have some great news about that, actually. <laughs> I was and have been under attack by the California Medical Board for about nine months now because of social media posts that I made in 2020, believe it or not. And those social media posts had to do with masking children and using preventive medicine 
to protect against the Chinese Wuhan virus. You know, pretty banal comments and certainly shouldn't be controversial. But the medical board went after me for medical misinformation. That's their exact term. And actually had an investigator interview me about three months ago through a, a video feed for about two hours and then threatened me with suspension of my license as a potential outcome of that investigation. Well, in the meantime, uh, Dr. Jeff Barkey and I filed a lawsuit with Liberty Justice Center, which is a civil rights organization, constitutional rights organization out of Chicago, a nonprofit, libertyjusticecenter.org. Uh, and if anyone would like to contribute or um, donate to an organization that supports constitutional rights, please go to their website and, and do that. It's all, um, it's all publicly funded. We filed this lawsuit in uh, district, uh, Central Federal District Court here in California and have uh, had a couple of modest successes, but still no, uh, no vanquishing of the medical board's uh, push. Now, this is not a lawsuit, by the way, um, that is, is, is really meant to defend uh, Dr. Barkey and I. It's really against AB 2098, the medical misinformation bill in California that uh, censors doctors for speaking freely with their patients about uh, medical care issues related to this whole pandemic. Well, interestingly, on January 26th, um, a parallel lawsuit that was filed by Dr. Aaron Cariotti, who is a former professor of psychiatry at UC Irvine and chair of the Bioethics Committee, a position that he was fired from, or speaking out against forced vaccination, that's another irony, almost a Babylon B-level irony, uh, he filed a lawsuit with some physicians that actually won an injunction against this AB 2098 for his class of doctors, not for all doctors, just for his class in the lawsuit. And that was on January 26th of 2023. That same day, a letter was mailed to me by the California Medical Board announcing that they were dropping the investigation against me. Now, call this a coincidence. I don't think it is. But what I, what I do want to point out about this, and this is what's important beyond me and, and, and Dr. Barkey and Dr. Cariotti and other doctors, is these, these battles really matter. These little wins that happen from all sides really make a difference overall. So when you think that what you're doing may not matter, and maybe it doesn't matter to you. Maybe it's a small thing that doesn't seem to be that significant. It has reverberations. And I think that the more that individual voices act in whatever capacity, whether it's legal or financial or just in your neighborhood, the more it creates a influence or leverage over issues at large. And that, I think, this is my belief, uh, that I think overall will turn the tide. And I, I, we may not notice it until the tide starts to turn at that point. Uh, there just will be no going back and we'll start to to return to uh, in America that we used to have, where we actually had freedoms and we had uh, rights and we had um, hopeful optimism rather than cynicism, uh, which is the way that uh, a lot of us feel today, unfortunately. Well, I'm, I'm very encouraged with that. I, more and more lights being shed on what's going on. This chilling of voices. And it actually, I, I remember kind of this, well, what was it? Um, it wasn't so, uh, political correctness. How mm-hmm. people would, had self-censored themselves because of quote unquote political correctness. And I, I felt that that was dangerous. I couldn't quite figure it out initially. And it, this was actually pre-COVID. I had, uh, 
I had a group of women for many years that uh, we got we got together and um, and and there were four of us and or I guess there were five of us and three of the five leaned very far to the left and um, I I said something that I I thought was pretty innocuous and I got an email from one of them that said that. Um, that they said that we we shouldn't really not talk about political things. And initially I'm like, oh, gosh, for friendship, I, okay. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She is asking me to self-censor. And so I responded back and I, I said that. I said, you're asking me to self-censor and I, I we need to talk about these ideas. Well, the group ultimately through COVID then um, just fell apart. Uh, but uh, I remember that it was finally a time where I said, I'm not going to self-censor. We need to talk about these issues. And so that's been a very dangerous thing that's occurred in America. But I think there's starting to be pushback on that, Dr. McDonald. I agree with you, Sam. I mean, you've pointed out, I think, a critical aspect of leftism, which is the push to censor. And Dennis Prager speaks about this quite frequently on his radio show, and I follow him avidly because I think he's a, a really great barometer of this given his work in the Soviet Union, which, of course, was very censorious and, and one of the biggest bastions of leftism for decades. There has been no example in history, none, where freedom of speech was supported and allowed by the left. It doesn't exist. Today, I often receive questions from people, and they're challenges to some degree, but they're, they're polite and respectful challenges. Well, who should we believe? I, I read this one day, I read that the other day, you say this, this other doctor says that. I don't understand how is it possible to know what is correct, what is real, what is truthful. And, and I think a good response to that is very simple and straightforward, which is which side on the debate is suppressing speech? The side that is allowing speech is more likely the correct side. <laughs> That's a good so, barometer. <laughs> it's a really good barometer because it doesn't require you to do any research. <laughs> you just have to look and see who's getting, who's canceling who. And it doesn't yes. really matter how you feel about the words or, or, or whether you agree with the position. The question is, is it getting out or is it being crushed? And in your group, that woman and perhaps others in that group were trying subtly, but, but I think, in, in, a, in a rather uh, silently powerful way to crush and censor your speech. And for that reason, they're in the wrong, regardless of what it was that you were trying to say. And there is being more and more pushback against this. And it's, it's only happening, I believe, because there's enough people in positions of influence who are standing up and taking risks. The school board meetings is a wonderful example of that. That really was a grassroots effort started with, you know, Youngkin's rise to ascension in Virginia a couple of years ago. And then on the local level, the school boards and all the others kind of rose up at the same time. And you're seeing people, comedians especially, are now standing up. There's a special coming out on Tucker Carlson soon, uh, the death, I think, or the, the something like the death of comedy, uh, where comedians are standing up. And these are often really liberal people, maybe not left-wingers, but liberal people who are standing up and saying, we used to speak back against the power. And now we're not able to do that. Where are you not able to speak up against the powerful? In totalitarian countries like right. the former Soviet Union, like North Korea, right. free countries allow people to stand up and speak up to the powerful. 
as opposed to what we're getting now, which is people like AOC and Ilhan Omar and other politicians who are punching down. They're crushing people below them and calling out victim. That's a sign of totalitarianism. Oh, gosh. That's why it's so important that we have these conversations. And, and again, I'm talking with Dr. Mark McDonald, and he does have two books out. And I was looking for the second one quickly yesterday, and I didn't find mm-hmm. it. The first one is United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. And what is the other one? The second one is called Freedom from Fear, a 12-step guide to personal and national recovery which is a personalized, individualized, how do I get out of this problem and I and my friends and help them out of this problem kind of book. It's not a top-down view like the first one, but a bottom-up. And that is available on Amazon. You can also get it through my website at DissidentMD. It's modeled after the 12-step program. So it's basically 12 small chapters, short chapters, for people who are suffering from fear addiction or know uh, people in their lives that are. Well, I want to talk with you some more about fear, Uh, but I did want to mention Three Points Financial, which is another great sponsor of the show. We are an independent voice on an independent station, and I appreciate appreciate all your support, all of you out there, as well as these great sponsors. And Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz are the co-owners of Three Points Financial. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Mom, why is it so cold in the house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. And we look at these issues through this lens. Uh, we search for truth and clarity by looking at these uh 
issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it or you shouldn't have to shut down their voices. Our text line is 720-605-0647. We will be taking call-ins in the last segment as well, 303-477-5600. On the line with me is Dr. Mark McDonald. He is a California psychiatrist that the PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties in California have been trying to censor his voice. He has two important books. The first is The United States of Fear, How America How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. The other is Freedom from Fear, a 12-step guide to personal and national recovery. You can find him at dissidentmd.com. Dr. McDonald, uh, I talked with this yesterday with one of our guests about whenever I open up my computer and the browser and, you know, there's the news that's on there, it's this young person. And in fact, there was just a soccer player that uh, fell over after a penalty kick. And there's, there's this person died, this person died. Of course, Raquel Welch just died. It's death, 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 death. And I don't remember, first of all, young people, middle-aged people that are dying from unexplained ca- um, causes, but it also seems like they're trying to keep us fearful about dying. I, 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 what do you think? It's a very interesting paradox. I see this every day as well. Young people, people in their early middle ages, healthy people, just suddenly dead. And I always look at the article and I go all the way to the end, reading it carefully to see what was the cause of death. And 90% of the time, it's not stated. Cause is yet unknown. Cause is being investigated. Unclear what caused the early demise. I don't remember reading this either before a year and a half, two years ago. Never. So this sort of phenomenon is what would they call in biostats or epidemiology a signal. It means something is going on and we need to look into it. But very few people are. And as this is going on, (laughs) we are being told that we should be scared to death of things like in Biden's State of the Union address last week, minor inconveniences like having to pay $50 to pre-select a seat when we fly on a plane or a switch fee to go from Spectrum to Verizon on our cable service or some sort of generalized existential collapse of our world and all life because the temperature went up one degree last week. My view about this is that there is, in fact, a mass die-off of healthy people, most likely caused by a combination of mRNA injections and really, really bad or absent self-care and medical care that was denied to many people in the last couple of years, as well as stress and mental illness and obviously things like fentanyl and suicide. But all of that combined is causing an excess death, which has been proven. That's not an argument that that anyone needs to make anymore. Actuarial tables show it. Insurance companies have shown a uh, greater than three standard deviations from the normal death rate in the last couple of years over time, which only happens once every several hundred years. This is happening. And I think the other side of it is an actual organized attempt to distract us from it. I think that the goal of the people in power right now, and I mentioned the Biden administration, the Biden regime as an example, but on the political side, but it's also true on the corporate side, and it's true on the bureaucrat side, it's true on, on, on all levels of large groupings of people in power. I think they're trying to distract us from that by keeping us afraid about things that don't really matter. 
And when people are kept scared, when people are told to wake up every morning and worry about things that don't really matter, then their heads are turned away from the things that do matter, like our open borders, like the war in Ukraine, the devastation of our military, and most dear to my heart as a child psychiatrist, the attacks on the bodies of children through genital mutilation. We are not being asked to look at that. We're being told to turn away and be scared of other things. Don't be afraid of cutting off the breasts and the penises of healthy young people. Be scared, be afraid, be angry, be, be emotionally and morally indignant at transphobia. And then all of our attention moves to something else. I think this is an important point that Americans need to understand because this war that we're fighting, it's not an environmental war. It's not a medical war. It's really a psychological one to a large degree. And if we understand the psychology of it, as I spoke about in my IPAC course, I'm not to be fooled that you participated in, then we can actually fight back rationally. But you can't do that until you start to see the world for as it is. You have to see reality first. As I say to my patients in my practice, any tool that we can use to help us see reality will help to cut through the propaganda. And then we have a way to fight this. That's how I see this in the big picture. Well, and that's why we do what we do on the Kim Munson show is to help people. We're searching for that truth and clarity out there, which, uh, again, the, these um, the, the, these PBIs, they, they want to keep things clouded. They want to keep people confused. And that's why your book, I, I have your first book, and I'm going to get your second book as well, Freedom from Fear, A 12-Step Guide to Personal and National Recovery. And, and you're a child psychiatrist. And this attack on our kids, both psychologically and then also when the radical activist left are so good with language. They call it gender affirming care when you called it what it really is. And that is child mutilation. And so we need to engage and call these things what they are and not acquiesce in this battle of language that is occurring right now. Dr. McDonald language is and was one of the first talks and lectures I gave in my course because language is where we get our ideas from. And the left is masterful at raping language and taking it for themselves. We don't have equality anymore. We have equity. We don't have justice. We have social justice. We don't have general mutilation. We have gender affirming care. But what are those things? They're the actual opposite of what they're being told that they are. So equity is actually theft. Social justice is actually vengeance. That is the antithesis of what equality and justice are. And gender-affirming care is nothing, if not abusive. It's certainly not affirming of anything except evil and neglect and adult narcissism and the sacrifice of children like the Aztecs did uh, on an altar of, uh, of paganism. But that's what the language has led us to do because we are allowing the language to mollify our ideas and change the way that we see evil and its, its tarnished reality and look at it as something virtuous. We have redefined our, our, our language because of the left, just as we've redefined our social norms as a society to allow for fear to now be what we worship on the altar of safety. And this whole renorming, this whole redefining of terms, look up in the dictionary online, 
uh, what male means or female means. It was changed in July of last year to not mean what it does and rather to mean, as it's written now online, that which identifies as opposite of the opposite sex, meaning if it's male, it has to identify opposite to that of female, identify, not have some physical form, but identify. And people buy this, they accept it, because they don't know any better. This is a big problem. And if we start to attack that raping of language, I think we uh, will develop a really strong tool and weapon against the takeover of our society by the left. And that's why freedom of speech is so important that it's foundational. It is, it, is, it is critical to our survival. It's not just a constitutional right. It's an obligation for our future. Wow. And I, I hear some optimism in, in all this. I mean, we are in a very dangerous, tumultuous time, but I'm hearing some optimism. I mean, you're, you're in California. You're in the crosshairs on this, uh, this uh, battle for um, well, language and also for freedom of speech. But I think I hear some optimism, yes? I, I am optimistic. Well, let me, let me refine it. I, I actually prefer to follow what Dennis Kreger says. I'm not really a pessimist or an optimist because uh, there's a problem with both. If you're an optimist, then why bother? It's going to turn out well, right? And if you're a pessimist, uh, why bother? It's going to turn out poorly. Right. So I try, to, I, I try to look at things through a lens of reality and to, regardless of how I believe things will turn out, I try to continue to fight. Because that's really the only moral position that we have. Uh, we have despair as an alternative, which uh, is an immoral position, I believe, just like being profoundly unhappy is like not washing uh, and, and making your, your emotional BO permeate to the rest of the world, which is really a, a, an inconvenience at, at best and an imposition at worst. I think that we need to every day wake up, see reality for as it is, and continue to fight and make sacrifices, even though we may not win that day. Because in the long run, that is the only option we have. And any other is defeatism. So to rephrase or reframe that, that word optimism, um, and it's still a positive light, I do see successes. Uh, I am in probably one of the worst places in the country for the battle of freedom. And San Francisco is horrible. New York City, all these coastal cities are awful. I know Colorado is not far behind. No, we're not. But no, it's and I, I was shocked when I, the more I learn about Colorado, the more you know sh- shocked I am at, at a place that, that has fallen so far so quickly. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't take it back. And you can take it back, and that's what the focus of my book is, my second book, Freedom from Fear, not by trying to go top down, not by going up to the federal level and trying to clean it out, draining the swamp. We tried that before. It didn't work. You have to go bottom up. You have to start with you, your family, your community, your church, your civic organization, city hall, school boards, then county, then state. That's where we're getting our successes. And people are inspired by narratives. They're inspired by stories. They're not inspired by some legislature legislator in Washington, D.C. that gets voted out of office. It's too distant. It's too remote. People are moved by stories of of men and women going to school boards and talking about the pornography on the bookshelves, talking about their child who committed suicide after being bullied when the school wouldn't do anything about it. These are the the moments that, that really enliven the country. And that's why I think they're so important. So don't think that you can't do anything just because 
you're an individual parent somewhere in a small town in central Colorado, you can. I know a lot of people, several in Colorado, that have made enormous, enormous gains and changes. Mothers who are just grouping with other mothers and going to the school boards and speaking out uh, to try to take back their schools from the radical woke left. This makes a difference. Don't think that it doesn't. That's where I would say I'm, you know, quote unquote, optimistic. Well, and I've decided, uh, paraphrasing, to be a happy warrior. And that is what I get up to do every day. <laughs> so, Dr. Mark McDonald, again, thank you so much. I would highly recommend his books. And uh, that, that first book is The United States of Fear, How America Fell Victim to a Mass Delusional Psychosis. And you can find him at dissidentmd.com. His second book is Freedom from Fear, A 12-Step Guide to Personal and National Recovery. Dr. Mark McDonald, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you a lot. And I had the great honor through Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, his program, IPAC-EDU.org, is offering all these great classes at an affordable price for the intellectually curious. And I took um, Dr. Mark McDonald's um a course on how to not how to not be afraid and it was really a great course so highly recommend that and ipac-edu is doing such great work what do albert einstein thomas edison and nikola tesla have in common none of these men graduated from college but each of them had enormous intellectual curiosity scientist dr james lyons weiler is creating a new kind of educational model for the busy intellectually curious ipac edu classes are affordable and interactive and experts in each of their fields with courses in biology philosophy analytics health and wellness political science chemistry regenerative science and psychology there is a spring 2023 course for you dash over to ipac edu.org ipac edu.org for more information and to register, that's ipac-edu.org. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. 
And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And speaking of force makes me think of uh, bad guys, totalitarianism, um, all of that. And I makes me think of our military, that... Um, everyday people that have stood against the bad guys. And uh, that is why uh, the nonprofit that I love working with is the USMC Memorial Foundation. They are raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. Paula Sarles is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. She and her team are working diligently on this. And a great way to honor them is to go over to USMCMemorialFoundation.org to make a contribution. It is so important that we honor those and, and know their stories. And again, that's why we do America's Veteran Stories as well. And you will not want to miss that this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m., uh, interviewed uh, Charles Cram, who is a Iwo Jima, a Battle of Iwo Jima World War II veteran, and it is absolutely fascinating. Text message, text, uh, text line is 720-605-0647. You can call in at 303-477-5600. First text message, and I uh, now I do have a, a challenge on managing all these now, but I wanted to, um, let's see, this is from Eric Manning. And with Manning's famous burritos, and I love this. He said uh, he wanted to say that his wonderful father turned 91 years old today. And he worked at the Pueblo Steel Mill for years back in the 60s and 70s. And he has seven siblings. And having both his mother and father are still with him on this, on with us on this side of heaven is a big deal. So happy birthday to your father, Eric Manning. That is a pretty big deal. Um, I'm going to get to this question next week when Karen is on the line. I didn't see this till after she was off. It says, uh, ask Karen if, she, if there's a way of putting contracts that um, go into the contract when a house is sold that it cannot be turned into a rental interesting question i'm wondering from a property rights standpoint what that would mean exactly another one um i appreciate the conversation with dr mcdonald uh, and enjoyed his class and books i agree that we are going to get the country back bottom up but no one is discussing the problem of fraud in the elections since we've lost the last two cycles due to fraud how is that going to change moving forward when we have zero traction to get rid of the machines um this listener makes a very important point oh yeah a very important point um i've used the word manipulation fraud uh I, I, I do think that that has occurred in in the election. So what do we need to do? As many of you know, the uh, election for the state GOP chair, the new GOP chair, will be on March 11th. And there's going to be a uh, candidate forum next Wednesday at um, Deep Space in Parker, uh, where there will be a, a forum for the candidates, and I get the, I have the great honor of moderating that. Uh, last night I spoke at the um, Jewish Republicans, and uh, several things that I said that that we must do. It and this this listener has made just such a great point. But the first thing that we we need to do, I think, we need to close our primaries. We need to preserve the caucus assembly system, which is under assault by Republicans down at the state house today. Uh, we need to bring transparency to the, the balloting. 
if there is a, a address that there's 14 ballots that are coming in, we need to have transparency on that. We need to clean up our voter rolls and we need to, we need to demand that we are able to take a look at these elections and to, to audit them. Uh, this listener is absolutely correct, but all of that is being shut down here in Colorado by the radical activist Democrats, but the Democrats, but the Republicans are complicit in this. And you need to go take a look at my essay from last week at my website. Bill in North Glen is on the line. Bill, what's on your radar? Hey, uh, they were talking about this uh, voter fraud and stuff. I agree that there is some voter fraud going, but until we can get the laws changed uh, to have paper ballots and so forth, we need to operate within the rules that are that are there now. So the GOP better get some folks out and get them into the nursing homes and start gathering ballots to the point, uh, to the extent it's legal. And we're going to have to basically take a gun to a gunfight and operate until we can get some transparency uh, and better laws. Boy, and to your point, we have laws on the books that are we we look at the issue right versus wrong they're they're wrong we need to have transparency in our elections and honest elections and bill if we don't get to that point we don't have we don't have a state we don't have a country and i know there are many people that are talking about this that we need to and go to work on ballot harv- legal ballot harvesting because it's legal to to uh, ballot harvest in in Colorado. But I don't think that we're ever going to be able to out ballot harvest them. So, Bill and North Glenn, great to talk with you. We've got a minute left, and Mark and Black Forest is on the line. Mark, what is on your radar? Oh, I just wanted to recommend um, saving your old paper dictionaries. Yes, uh, with the left trying to. Oh, good uh, point. Um, change it, and it'd be easy to change it if it's digital, right? So save your old dictionaries. Uh, that is such an excellent point. And in fact, I have several dictionaries, and I'm thinking I need to be going out to some used bookstores and buying some more paper dictionaries because this battle of language is so important. So great hearing from Bill in uh, North Glen, as well as Mark and Black Forest, and lots of text messages are coming in. I've got to figure out a new way to, to to manage that. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. I'm not now, Steve. This is becoming like my emails. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say I told you so. I know. You told me so, and I was so proud that I thought I was doing this. But anyway, I will get that figured out. Quote for the end of the show is from Dale Carnegie. He says, you can conquer almost any fear if you will only make up your mind to do so. So my friends, remember, fear doesn't exist anywhere except in the mind. So today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate endlessly well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.